Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. What we want to share is also going to benefit us personally. Uh, so it's not just that we're talking about IBC. On page three, this seminar is based on these assumptions. Number one, there's no correlation between the size and strength of a church. So it's not a function of number. Like I said, on Wednesday, those days, they normally measure the strength of a church by the three Bs, body, budget, and building. Body, talking about the numbers, you look at their budget, you look at their building. But you have come to understand that those scorecards, they do not reflect the entire picture. We'll be talking about other parameters that you can use to measure the strength of a church. So a church can be 100, but you are dealing with quality not just quantity. And all that God is looking for is quality in his church, not just quantity. You can have a church of 5,000 and yet not fulfilling the purpose of the Almighty God. Number two, there's more than one way to grow a church. So we never criticize what God is blessing as long as it's true to the word of God. Number three, it takes all kinds of churches to reach all kinds of people. Number four, if a principle is biblical, it will work anywhere. Number five, never confuse the method with the message. The message must never change, but the methods must change. I'm sure you've had Reverend Ibu said that uh, many times. Uh, we are not compromising our message and our vision. Let's go to page four. Building a purpose-driven church. Establishing a foundation for growth. We spent over one hour discussing this on Wednesday, but because most of us were not around, I will just touch on it briefly this morning so that we can move on. The right question that we should be asking is what is keeping my church from what? From growing. What are the hindrances? What are the obstacles? The reasons why my church is not growing. And requiring says growth comes from what? From earth. Growth comes from from earth. 
Uh, I hope you note that you need to write, fill those blanks. Growth comes from earth. And earth comes from balance. Most churches, congregation, are not healthy. Most of our congregation, they are not what? Healthy. And they are not balanced. They are either concentrating on one of the purposes of the church, or two, or three. The balance will require that we concentrate on the five at the same time. Every church is driven by some force or forces. And there are a number of them that is listed in our book. When we talk about being driven, we are talking about being guided, being controlled, being directed. Some churches are directed or driven by tradition. And what is tradition? Tradition talks about doing the same thing in a ritual form. Tradition talks about as it was when, can we sing that song together? Those of us that know it, quiet, you should know it. As it was in the beginning. World without. That's tradition. Some traditions are good. But there are some traditions that are a trouble that we need to deal with for us to move forward. Goal in a traditional driven church is to perpetrate the past. And we are not supposed to be a traditional church. We are supposed to be a transformational church. In the traditional church, the favorite phrase is we have always done it this way. We've always done it how? This way. Our chairs must always be arranged this way. And like I was saying on Wednesday, who said that the pulpit must be here? Why must the pulpit be here? Every Sunday, every Wednesday. What if you come to church this morning and instead of sitting facing this way, you are facing this way? Are we still going to have service? Are we still going to sing? Do you know that for some of us, if this piano should move from this place, to that place by next Sunday. In fact, from the entrance here, that's where there'll be trouble as to why the piano must be moved. That's tradition. 
I know some of us are tradition. Where you are seated now is your tradition. Do you know that for the last one year, you sit almost the same area in the church? Are you aware of that? <laughs> so where some traditions are good, some we need to change. We need to touch them so that we can move the church forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the challenges we have with the youths, where they leave our churches this day, is because of what? Tradition. They cannot stand some of the things we do. And they want to go to a place where they have some measure of liberty. Another thing that drives some congregation is personalities. This could be a leader or a pastor or a lay person that the church is built around. Once that person speaks, no other person wants to talk again. They say, mm, our father has spoken. Thank God, Equity Baptist Church, God has helped us to a great extent. We are not a personality-driven church, and we must not be. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Or oh, I'm not speaking the truth. Are we a personality-driven church? I shared on Wednesday about what a man of God shared I was called to pastor a church, and he was invited to an elder's house after service in the evening. And getting there in the evening, he met quite a number of other people in the church. And they told him, Pastor, this is the church. So every Sunday evening, he was reporting there. Until one day the man told him, say, Pastor, we only wanted you to come once, but you have been coming. He said, you two told me that this is the church. And I want to be part of the church. So the elderly man promised him, he said, because you have done this, we will help you to move the church back to the church. So you can have a church within the church. And by the grace of God, that will also not be our story in the Koye Baptist Church in Jesus' name. I shared the story of Festa Baptist Church some years ago. How before we come to church, some other people have met. And I oh, just hear somebody raising his hand from one corner. It's Asare. Asare. And once they say Asare, another person we stand up and move the motion. And that's easy. What was as array? As array means as arranged. It has been arranged before what? Before they come to church. Tell your neighbor, not in IBC. 
In a personality-driven church, once the leader is no more, what happens to the church? It dies. And that is why we must not be personality-driven. Some churches are driven by finances. Normal question is, how much does it cost? Is it in the budget? And this is in IBC. Church council, am I lying? Diaconate. I'm looking at my dick in there now. Once you raise the issue, he will just bring his phone and help us to confirm. They have the moment on the budget, which is good. They help us to be sure that we are spending as what, as planned. But we must not be slave to what? To the budget. We must plan and operate according to purpose. That is what the purpose-driven church is talking about. Some churches are driven by building. When paying for and maintaining the building becomes the biggest budget item. That's what we spend money on the most every now and then. That's a challenge. Some churches are driven by programs. Every program they see elsewhere, they must come home and say, we must do it. Pastor, let's do this program. I went to Elevation Church. It was wonderful. Let's do it also. That's a program-driven church. We don't do program for program's sake. We do it to fulfill a purpose. Some churches are driven by events. Characterized by field calendars. Mostly socials. And like we said on Wednesday, IBC will not be an event arena. We are not an event what? Arena. This is a church of the living God. The use of this place is tied to church membership. Praise the Lord. Some churches are driven by their own church. The needs of the church must not be allowed to be the driving force in a church. Appropriate evangelism program can be planned to reach out to them, but it must not be the driving force for the church. What is the biblical alternative proposed by requiring is to become a purpose-driven church. To become what? A purpose-driven church. And Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, I will do what? Build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is a lost purpose that prevails. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, By the grace of God, I laid a foundation 
as an expert builder. But each one should be careful how he builds for his work will be shown for what it is. The fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive a reward. Building according to your purpose, living a life of purpose. It doesn't matter how long a church has wandered in the wilderness, not operating in line with the purpose of God. But a day comes when that church comes to that understanding and begin to live in consonance with the purpose of the Almighty God. The church I pastored in Paracot, like I said on Wednesday, for the first almost 15 years of our existence, was just drifting. It was a fighting church. Coruscant, they fought and fought, quarreled so much in the church that police had to come to church on a Sunday morning to arrest some of the members. And the pastoral turnover was so high that within the first 12 years, they already had 10 leaders and pastors. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I got called to pastor New Life Baptist Church. They actually fought also over the name. It was not originally New Life. The day they met in the church in conference to agree on the name to call the church, there was fight, and they could not resolve. Some said we must be called Living Faith Baptist Church. Some called this one, some called that one, and it was terrible. So I got called to New Life, and... You know, church people, they will not tell you some things uh, when you are being called to pastor. So they hid some information like this. If I had known that this is a church that does not keep his pastor, who wants to go there? So I got there only to discover that. I said, God, my own don't finish you. If you will not help me here, I will join the statistics of the pastor's that didn't stay long. And within one year, somebody gave me this book. And reading through this book changed my life, changed the ministry of that church till tomorrow. A church that never kept their pastor, God helped me by his grace. I was there for about 20 years, nonstop. And it was glorious serving in that church. In the last four years also, we led, we were led to start another church within Paracourt and had to be combining the two. And I learned that from inception, the new church should go through the understanding we gained from this book in New Heaven Baptist Church. And New Heaven Baptist Church is just going to be five this year, but New Heaven Baptist Church is already doing what a church of 60 years cannot do, because from the foundation, they got it right. 
most of our churches have not gotten it right. Bulk of what we do is our own thing, not God's thing. Hallelujah. A church that will bring glory to God must be a purpose-driven church, not an event-driven church, not finance-driven, not program-driven, not driven by events. Praise the Lord. It's possible also that you also, you have not come to discover the purpose of God for your life. God has a purpose for your life. And until you discover the purpose of God for your life, you'll be doing trial and error. You touch this, touch that, and you may be a misfit. Moses, it took him 80 years to discover the purpose of God for his life. But it's never late. Tell your neighbor it's never late. What is important is for you to discover it and live to fulfill it. Hallelujah. Let's go to page five. Defining your church purposes. Why is it important that we discover and define our church purposes? Number one, it builds morale. Defining our church purpose builds what? Morale, excitement. When we come to know the reason why we exist, we'll be so thrilled, so motivated, so excited about it that that is what is driving us. Hallelujah. Defining our church purpose also helps us to reduce frustration because we will focus only on things that matters, things that are important. We will not be jack of all trades, master of none. Some churches are busy doing almost everything, but purpose helps you to reduce frustration. Number three, purpose will allow us to concentrate, concentration. It allows concentration. The emphasis here is on focus. A focused life and a focused church will have far greater impact than an unfocused one. Defining your church purpose allows concentration. Look at what Paul said in Philippians 3.13. He said, I'm bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. We must make the main thing the main thing and stop majoring on minors. Number four, define your job purpose. It attracts cooperation. It attracts cooperation. When people come to an understanding that this is what we exist for, people cooperate around it. They labor together to get it accomplished. 
And we see example of that in our camp here. You see that in VBS. You see it in discipleship. You see it in church planting. That we cooperate around those things that we have come to discover. That is the purpose of God. Number five. Define your purpose. It assists evaluation. How does a church evaluate herself? Is it by comparing herself to other churches? No. So, let's say Equally Baptist Church now. You want to evaluate yourself. And we are comparing ourselves with which church? Lucky Baptist Church. Is there any basis for that? No. It will not work because Lucky Baptist Church is even your daughter's church. So what will be the parameters that you want to use? We do evaluation rather by asking whether we are doing what God wants us to do and how are we doing it. Praise the Lord. On page 6, that will be our study on Wednesday by the grace of God. Um, when new life came to that point, like I said earlier, having read the book, and I discovered that this book was the answer to the problem of new life, answers to my own ministerial question. I shared the book with the church, and the church came to an understanding that the entire congregation should go through the book. As at that time, we don't have it in this format, so we have to go through the volume. And the passages you have on page 6 constituted our study for the next six months as a church. Based on that, we wrote the purpose statement and several other things that the church is doing till tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We discover that the reason why this church could not keep a pastor was not necessarily because the people were bad, but because there are some in that congregation that were not born again. So that led us to asking everybody to do what we call the membership renewal. You know, we tried to do that last year, but many of us seem not to understand and uh, we are not happy about it. The goal was to achieve health for Ikoi Baptist Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And by the time the Lord led the church through that experience, the church that used to be crisis reading, troublesome, you know, and so on and so forth, God changed their story. In the last 20 years, there's no crisis, no crisis in that congregation, no trouble. They could now concentrate on planting churches, not necessarily because they have money, 
but because they have discovered the purpose of God for their lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the Lord help IBC to rediscover this purpose of God and follow it in Jesus' name. Like I said earlier, this is not Adelike's vision or dream. We came, I don't know if they were asked the better picture when we did um, the SWOT analysis for the church. Okay, that's the picture of Nevo. No, this is not the picture I needed now, but since he has shown it, that's a church of four years that is doing that project. On their own, they bought their property for 80 million. The mother church gave them 500,000 from the day they were born till now. We planned other churches that you feed forever. Lekki is a typical example. My Tama is a typical example that they are waiting for their mother church. You must buy land for them. That is not the orientation that a purpose-driven church has. A purpose-driven church comes to know from the one that I exist for God. So whether there's a mother church or no mother church, what are they doing? They are living to fulfill who? The purpose of God. So they have two ministers. That's their structure that they are constructing. Um, Multi-story building. And they are planning to dedicate it this year by the grace of God. May the Lord help us. That the one I need is the life cycle analysis we did for IBC. Or you don't have it. Okay, but where we are on the life cycle, like I said, is now at this tip. And we are gradually coming down if there's no recasting of our vision. This has been done in 2005, and we are repeating it so that we can reposition Ikoye Baptist Church. It's my prayer that the Lord will stir up your heart and be jealous about the church. In closing, let's just look at page 8 to see the five reasons why the church exists. The church of Jesus exists just for how many reasons? Just five. Number one, love the Lord. I mean, love God with all your heart. That is worship. The church exists for worship. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. That is ministry. The church exists for ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three, go make disciples. The church exists for evangelism. Go. 
make disciples. Number four, baptizing them. The church exists for fellowship. And finally, the church exists for discipleship, teaching them to do. So look at those five things. Worship, ministry, evangelism, fellowship, discipleship. If you are to score IBC on these five purposes, how will you rate us? Where are we doing well? Where do we need to improve? God is helping us in worship. He's helping us in discipleship. But the other three, we need a lot to do. Praise the Lord. Thank God for what God is helping us to do in the mission field and in church planting. But in the issue of evangelism, if you announce evangelism now, how many of us will come? Are you following me now? Ministry. How many of us are serving in the church? Actively serving in the church. Fellowship has to do with doing life together. Fellows in the same ship. And I will close by giving us an exam now, a test. Okay. Can you turn around where you are seated? To your right, to your left. How many people do you know by their names? Somebody say, I know my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of us have been in IBC for the last 10 years, but you don't know more than your wife and your husband. So as we are seated now in the next two, three minutes, can you do introduction? Try to know people around you. Get to know their names. I may ask you to mention the names of five people around you. Try to know the name of the person to your right, to your left. If it means standing up, don't hesitate to do so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take it forward a little bit. Ask your neighbor, have you eaten this morning? You have not eaten. You are rushing to church. Ask your neighbor, what will you eat after church? <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> Or better still, ask your neighbor, what are we doing for lunch? 
Finally, ask your neighbor, is everything all right with you? If your neighbor say yes, look at his face. Sometimes the yes will not agree with the face. Praise the Lord. Let me stop here. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5 to 7 Latif Jackanay Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org.